Hey friends, welcome to the His Beloved of Texas podcast. I'm Megan. And I'm Kendra, and we're two moms that live across the street from each other. And between us, we have 10 kids. We live life together, have fun, and we just want to share that with you guys. We are so glad you're here. On this podcast each week, we think everyone needs a little bit of hope. And we want to tell stories of hope, of how God has changed people's lives. He's shown up in good times and in hard times, and and He can show up for you too. All right, we hope you enjoy. Hey guys, welcome back to our podcast. I'm Megan, and uh, we took a couple weeks off because I had surgery, and I just wanted to say thank you guys. Um, Thank you for being a place where I could be vulnerable and share my story and um, that you would receive it so well. Our last podcast was about my husband's medical journey that we've been through this year, and man, we got the most amazing feedback from you guys. Just, it's so great to see how God is already using his story and is continuing to write the story of our family. Um, so many of you wrote and said that um, it just really touched you and gave you hope. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And today we have a returning guest. Miss Esther Caswell is here today. And Esther is a good friend of ours. And she runs a nonprofit ministry in the city of Austin called Vidi Aquam and in a home called Loretto House. And what she does is she has given her life to the Lord. She ministers to people who are suffering and then also to moms in any stage of life. She really feels like her role is to be there with women as they walk through joyous times in their life and especially in suffering too. And uh, I've watched her just carry women through the hardest times of their lives. And she's given Kendra and I so much joy, and she's such a gift. And today we get to talk about her favorite thing, (laughs) Pentecost and the Holy Spirit. And Esther describes Pentecost and what that should mean for our lives in a way that's different than anyone I've ever spoken to. And for years, she's been telling Kendra and I about Pentecost and how we should really receive it and live it out. So we thought, why not have Esther come on today and share it with you guys too? I hope you enjoy this. Maybe an episode where you want to pull out a pencil and paper and write some notes down. It will be kind of like a little retreat because Esther is just so deep and um, just knows the Lord in a way that's so intimate. And you'll you'll definitely learn a lot on this one. All right, hope you guys enjoy. returning guest on the podcast. This is a big deal. Very yeah. big deal. Wow. Well, Thank you for for calling me back. Yes. <laughs> well, Esther Caswell is here, and actually, she was here helping me babysit the kids today. <laughs> We're like, while you're here, yes. can we just in part of the podcast? You just had surgery. I did. So yes. it's been a big two weeks for you. It has. But we're doing good. You're doing good. Yeah. Wonderful. I just wanted to point out right now that Kendra hit her funny bone just, <laughs> just, yes, just, just as we were beginning, and she's trying to withhold the pain and like breathe through it. So I just think that's that something then? that everyone needs to hear right now. Whoever, whoever made it the funny bone is not funny. Not at all. It hurts like the dickens, man. Yeah, I just saw it. I was like, oh, that's kind of interesting. She's like, hi, <laughs> yes, okay. I'm, everything's great. <laughs> fine, we're all fine. Everything's fine. Moving on. Oh, that's awesome. So, um... Probably should know this, but Esther was on episode, I don't know, like six or seven. Go back. 
in the first season if you want to hear more from Esther, but I don't know which episode it was. One of our very first. <laughs> yeah. First. Yeah. You're one of our very first. Yeah. It's she's one of our, our good friends and lives here in Austin with us. So we're not going to do the whole question thing because we've already asked Esther questions and her answers were phenomenal. Yes. So you need to hear them if you haven't heard it yet. So what are we going to yeah. do instead? So we're going to, we're going to, what's tickling your fancy? Well, exactly today at this moment, <laughs> and actually what's on my mind right now is uh, Eli, Megan's son, introduced me to a Rubik's oh. Cube. And She's obsessed. I, I just want to solve it. And I've been working on it, I think, for the last hour. Um, it's obviously, a triangle one. Yeah, obviously, well, well, helping. I just feel like if I get that finished, my life will be solved. So, <laughs> so I'm, better. I'm really like, like, can we finish? Speed this I want up. To get back to the chop, chop. Yeah. So, so part of the reason Esther's here is because I can't really chase after the baby because you know I can't pick her up and all that. So she's supposed to be watching the baby, but she's like Rubik's cubing. <laughs> and I was like, oh, where's Esther? Oh, oh, okay, I'm like, oh, it's fine, it's fine. So yeah, she's really into it. Really have cute. you ever solved one before? I never have, but I feel like today's going to be the today's day. Today's the day. She's so, close. Yeah. And it's a triangle one. Yeah. I didn't even know it existed until mm-hmm. Eli became obsessed last week, but. Maybe I'll understand the mystery of the Trinity at the end, you know. <laughs> there you go. Everything will fall Existential things yep. that all happen. Yeah. It's awesome. That's fun. What about you, Megan? So, I've already told both of y'all this. That's okay. <laughs> but I'm really excited it's about the world. So, what is tickling my fancy is Ted Lasso. Oh, you yes. is it? Yes. So, okay. if you have not seen the show Ted Lasso, I need everybody to do like a seven-day Apple subscription. After <laughs> is it free? Like, yeah, free, like Apple free TV? seven days. Yeah, seven okay. days of Apple TV. And watch it as fast as you can and then cancel it. So, that'll be free. There you go. So, you I just did that with Discovery+. Plus. You did? Oh, I, did. I want to see some yes, shows on Discovery+. Magnolia Plus. Network is there. Yes. And it's amazing. But then I actually went ahead and you bought it, it for a month. You were a sucker. Oh, for a month? Okay. Yeah, just for a month. It's just $7 a month without commercials, which isn't bad. But my girls are watching, like, trashy shows, and I don't want them to watch trashy shows, so I led them down this avenue because we've been a little sick at my house. Um, so there's cooking shows and history shows and, you know, yeah, Chip I and think- Joe. Come on. Before it's long, great. I'm going to have every single streaming subscription there is. <laughs> getting a little out of control. And our bill is going to be the same as it was with cable. Yeah, totally. <laughs> exactly. I also want to do that with the Peacock Network, too. Have you seen that oh, one? Oh, no. I want to do that, that one, too. Just yeah. for, like, a week. Because there's all these shows that I want to watch on there. Anyways, <laughs> Apple Binge TV, watch. I did not sign up for. When I got a new iPhone, it automatically signed me up. Oh, So then yeah. I was like, well, I should watch these. And, of course, I've been recovering from surgery, so I've watched way more TV than should be humanly possible at this point. But anyway, so Ted Lasso, if you guys haven't seen it, without giving away anything from the show, it is a British premier soccer league, football league, but we call it soccer, whatever. Football. And football, yeah. Football. And they play on the pitch and all these like British things. <laughs> and of course the language is terrible because it's British and they say words it that... It just doesn't sound as crass it, when it's in a British it accent though, right? It rolls <laughs> off their tongue like they're saying hi. Like they just, yeah. it's just constant. Anyways. And they're legit British people, not like Americans trying to be British. So anyways, Ted Lasso <laughs> is the only American on the show, and it's Jason Sudeikis. Uh-huh. And the owner of the football team is um, in a divorce, and she wants to like stick it to her husband. So the way she's going to stick it to her husband is to hire a new coach. And so she hires an American football coach who's literally a like college football, like with the brown ball, uh-huh. make touchdowns <laughs> coach, not a soccer coach. And he has no clue how to play soccer. But he is the most endearing character you've ever seen. Like, he's all about encountering other people. And, oh, cool. like, every single day, he brings the boss these little desserts. Every, and she hates him. And he's <laughs> just, like, keeps keeps pouring love on these people that, like, yeah. despise him. 
And it's just so neat to see the way he like encounters people on the streets and the way he, like everything for him is about like meeting people where they are. And it's making all the British uncomfortable because he's like following, like not following and like, you don't talk about our emotions here. Why are you talking about your heart? Why are you? That's awesome. It's so good. Like if it wasn't, you know, the worst language ever, it'd be such a good ministry tool because the way he just encounters people is the best. So beautiful. Highly, highly um, recommend. Yeah. That's awesome. Is that everybody? No, because you haven't Me. told us. What oh, you have tickling my is, fancy. Oh. What's tickling your fancy well, besides your funny bone? I was tickled a few days ago, and it's still tickling my fancy, so I'll just share about it. But I went on a girls' weekend trip to Florida, mm-hmm. and um, we started out at Miami Beach and quickly realized we are way too grown for that scene. Um, <laughs> too way much. too grown. Not enough swimsuits. Uh-uh. Not enough swimsuits. Yeah. yeah. No, it's just a little... little, little crazy. Um, <laughs> then we made our way to Sanibel Island and it is the most beautiful, peaceful, serene, everything, wonderful island. And so it was just glorious. Um, but it's helped me see like, okay, I'm almost 40. I'm good for this. This is, this is my trajectory. You know, yeah. <laughs> I'm not this young, like whippersnapper anymore. And I'm okay with that. Yeah. Like, I enjoy Sanibel Island, which was the retiree community right. and it was quiet <laughs> and beautiful and it was amazing. So it's actually a good thing it's still to, my happy place. To like, I it's like last night I had a friend over and I, I my bedtime is I usually am in in my room I'm in bed around ten the lights off for me by eleven and I had a friend over and you know I was up till twelve I'm like I'm not wow. you know like I'm not mm-hmm. a teenager or I'm not a college student who just wants to stay up and just you know there's yeah. like you just realize I'm in a different rhythm and it's yeah. okay and it's a yeah. good rhythm. And I own it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think I'm just not owning it. You just that's great. Yeah, yeah, just not owning it. Six kids later. Like, yes. just but like yes. the goal of life isn't to be 20 forever, you know? Right, and right. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. Live it up like the Golden Girls. <laughs> you're or just saying, like yourself. You or just know? like myself. You're right. Kendra yeah. always tells me that she wants to share a nursing home together when we get older. Yes. <laughs> yes. And we're going to be in the lawn chair brigade. And what this is, I went She's to obsessed with this. <laughs> so cute. I went to a Pflugerville Pride years ago, and this elderly group had lawn chairs, and they marched and did like a dance, like oh, hold it out and in and up and in, and <laughs> turn around, and they'd open up and sit down, and they'd stand up and they'd go to side to side, all while marching. It was so it's stupid. So great. Yes. So I think, I think that if you that's keep your sense of humor, you stay young, and that's that's most that. important. So. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. Okay. So we wanted to share um, and just talk about the Holy Spirit today, because Pentecost is coming, um, and you, my friend, are on fire all the time, and it's it's just an incredible witness. So um, I I am curious, and it's going to be hard for you to answer because I can never think back to things on the spot. But when was the first time you encountered the Holy Spirit? Do you remember? Mm-hmm. That's a good question. Okay, well. It- Let's let's dig in there. Um, I'm not. I'm just gonna have to address the Holy Spirit on that one, <laughs> to like, because my whole life has been very passionately directed towards Christ, and and when you ask that question, I'm thinking about okay, like okay, where is the time where the Holy Spirit came? And what the Lord is showing me is that there there wasn't a moment where He wasn't there. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that when we talk about the Holy Spirit, it can seem kind of scary. Um, he seems the most out of control in the <laughs> Trinity, you know, like that's what I like about it. <laughs> yeah, and and, and, wild one. and it can yeah. bring um, discomfort because the Holy Spirit 
can make you a fool of God. So mm-hmm. I believe that maybe my most more recent memory of the Holy Spirit is this kind of was in 2015. And it was actually because who does the Holy Spirit reveal? So the Holy Spirit never speaks of himself, right? Mm-hmm. He always reveals he's the, the love of the relationship between the Father mm-hmm. and the Son. And I had a year where I was discovering God the Father so intensely. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was the work of the Holy Spirit. Oh, it was just like to know God the Father. I mean, you know, we have this like, oh, Jesus, and he died on the cross. But but like when you, there was this moment I was sitting outside. And I, I, I have these moments where it's like I'm like, my heart is like a daughter before the Father. And it's like just like the the tree I'm under will start moving or just like those. Mm -hmm. And it's like, you just feel that complete care that it's like a stillness of knowing, like no matter what's going on, there's like this total protection because you're in the hands of father. And I think that's why Jesus said to the apostles, like I have to go. And now they just, so like, if you think about the season we're in and for some people in the world right now, the ascension has already happened. <laughs> but for other people, I'm and but for other people, um, it's it, we're at this like on Sunday we'll celebrate the the ascension. And just put yourself into this Easter season. Oftentimes we have this idea that Easter season is just one big party because Jesus resurrected. But it's actually people dealing with the places where maybe they ran away from him, they have to deal with the, the betrayals in their own heart. Mm-hmm. from what they spoke you know Peter like I will never deny you or mm-hmm. so everyone so Jesus is coming to them and he's bringing peace to them but they still have these wounds in their heart from the times that they have failed mm-hmm. and so when we think of Easter and if anybody has gone through an Easter season that's been kind of difficult maybe it's a place where God's been working your heart and it's, it hurts that is the Easter season mm-hmm. that is the place where or God is working. But then, so then you start kind of gaining this confidence. Okay, Jesus is here. Like, look, he can walk through walls and he can finally, maybe he'll take care of, uh, he'll finally take care of Caesar because he's like Superman now. <laughs> and what does he do? He says to those same apostles, okay, go to the whole world, baptize, you know, and tell the good news. Now they are just regaining their confidence with him. Yeah. And then what happens? He's like, and I'm going to leave. <laughs> yeah. I can't go yet. <laughs> and, and, and just, for a second, like put yourself in that place and think mm-hmm. about that. Um, like after the ascension, there's a level of grief that's there. Mm-hmm. You have to realize that these were Jewish men, okay? Mm-hmm. They believed in monotheism, like that one God, that the mystery of the Trinity, that there's this relationality of self-gift. Um, it, it wasn't necessarily part of, and they're simple guys. Mm-hmm. And he says to them, like, if I don't go, you won't be able to receive the Holy Spirit. Like, Mm -hmm. I need to go for you to receive the Spirit of Truth, like the Spirit. And it's just incredible because they're probably like, what? We don't, like, listen, we want you. Like, I don't know who this Holy Spirit person you're talking Mm -hmm. about is, but we want you. And the Holy Spirit is the promise of Christ that he will remain with us always. So how does Christ remain with us? It's through the power of the Holy Spirit. And, but that the time between the Ascension and Pentecost is a time of like people feeling weak, like, okay, we have this big mission, but they know themselves. 
Because that's what the Easter season was about, is really a time of self-knowledge. Mm-hmm. And, and so they know themselves, and yet they know that, like, who's going to have the courage to go out? So where do we find the apostles at Pentecost? We find them locked in a room, afraid. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And in some ways, like, some of them, you go back fishing, like, what, what is the thing most comfortable for you that you know you're capable of? Okay, I know how to fish, so I'm going to go back fishing. I'm going to go do this because at least I can feel my own strength and my own security in what I can do. Mm-hmm. But here they are in the upper room. And I wish we would know a little bit more, like, how did they decide? Like, did Mary say, hey, you all need to come? Or how did they get there? You know, how did they, mm-hmm. did they just sit there for nine days? Or how did they end up in that place? They didn't understand what was going on. They felt weak in front of the task that was given them. And it's very, very important to remember that they were with Mary because Mary was the only creature on earth who had relationship with every member of the Trinity. Mm-hmm. She was the tabernacle of the Trinity. Mm-hmm. She was the spouse of the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit, through the Holy Spirit, she gave birth to the Son. So she was the one person that held this hope in her eyes. And I don't think it was in teaching like, oh yes, but it was something that that the apostles were drawn to that security. Mm-hmm. And if we look at the, the liturgical season we're in right now, we're in the month of May. And we're in this time of a lot of feast with Mary. It's the month of the rosary. Yesterday we celebrated, we had several different feasts, Mary, Mother of the Eucharist, Our Lady of Fatima. Um, so we're at this time where our attention is being directed to Mary. And so I think like, Mary prepares our hearts to receive the Holy Spirit. And what happens when the apostles are, even if they're own, in their own grief of losing the friend they love so much. I mean, there is a grief in the ascension. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we celebrate it as a feast because he's finally going back to the Father. Mm-hmm. But what happens is in that place of grief, which is actually a place of emptiness. So in the place of emptiness, in the place of there is something asked that is so far beyond my understanding. In the place of my own insufficiency, like I'm, I am not sufficient for the task at hand. That is where the Holy Spirit comes. Mm. And they're in. Think about the season, this the year that we've been in. You know, they were in their house. They're in a dark, closed room. I say it's dark. I don't know if it was dark, but it's not like they had good light. So, but they were in a in a place of at least a certain spiritual darkness of not mm-hmm. understanding what's going on. Like we don't know what's going on. But think about this: in the moment where they did not understand what was going on, that was dark. That was fearful. Mm-hmm. That felt insufficient. That was the place. That was the perfect landing place for the Holy Spirit, because it because God cannot fill what is full. This is a quote from Mother Teresa. Mm-hmm. He comes to our emptiness. And so preparing for Pentecost, how do we prepare for, you know, the Holy Spirit has come, will come, and is coming. Yeah. And th- we thank the Lord for the liturgical seasons because they tell us, they give us permission to be in seasons. Mm-hmm. And there is this place where we are, you know, maybe... Right now, you're in a place of emptiness, insufficiency, you know, and you think that actually takes away from your relationship with God, that it's like, well, I'm not in a good place, you know, maybe I've, 
I haven't been nurturing a deep prayer life or I haven't really been addressing God. In that place is where the Holy Spirit comes. And help, who helps us in that place? Maybe we, we feel like, you know, when you are not feeling good about yourself or you feel like you failed, it's hard to sit still. Like it's, it's easier to find yourself lost in work or do something else. Mm-hmm. But who do we ask to help us be in that discomfort of our own insufficiency, our own failures? We ask Mary to come sit next to us. And just to, you know, like, a, you know, when you have a child that's really restless and you, you want them to stop, like, running around the house and, like, hopefully not, like, breaking something. But you can just see that they're restless and you can tell, like, this is not going to end well. So mm-hmm. you're like, come sit on the couch with mom. Let me read you a story. Or let's do this together. Because you, what you're trying to do is you're try, you see this energy that's going <laughs> to probably not end well. And you're like, I need, there's an intervention that needs to happen mm-hmm. in order for you just to calm that person down. Like, let me give you some love. And just sit with me for a second. That's where Mary is asking us right now to be prepared for Pentecost. Like, come, I know you're restless. I know you don't feel good about what's going on. I know you don't understand. But just sit with me. Mm-hmm. This is crazy. Because it's kind of exactly what I've been going through, it seems. Um, just wanting so deeply to be animated by the Holy Spirit and docile to the Holy Spirit. Um but almost to the point of trying to grasp at it mm-hmm. and understand it um, and know, you know, when I'm being animated, when I'm not, so I can know when to act, you know, all those things. Mm-hmm. Um, Overthinking it. Yeah, and at the same time, my relationship with Mary has just completely fallen to the wayside these past couple of months. Um, and I, I'm keeping being drawn back to her, back to her. And so everything that you're already took notes for what you just said, but, um, but all that you're speaking, you're speaking right into my heart with, I feel like she's just calling me to the couch to mm-hmm. rest. And, and I, I often like notice, I guess, patterns of maybe a spiritual attack that people can have. And there's something that I've noticed in myself, but also, and I've seen it in a lot of members of Body of Christ who are in this place of desiring to be more fully animated with Christ, just in the last couple of weeks, like a spirit of confusion, division, and fear, like a sowing of fear. So when we desire to get to know God deeper, right, then all of a sudden, like everything seems to fall apart. Like mm-hmm. what this person got sick now, all my children are sick, and all this is happening, mm-hmm. or maybe even people we love seem to be attacked. And that is like the devil's interference really to bring a spirit of fear. Like, why don't I just go back to being like a plain old, mm-hmm. go to the mass on Sunday, mm-hmm. Catholic, and not desire more. Because if I desire more, it just seems like there's more chaos in my life. There's more this in my life. So why am I trying to be more? And there is, uh, I have a favorite philosopher, Joseph Pieper. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, no, it's not about philosophy, but he said something really beautiful. He said, Sloth or like that in it like that when we are not fully alive. It's the sadness at the greatness to which we are called Mm. Like we're saddened by it Mm -hmm. It's like it's too much because to be to know like each one of us It doesn't mean like doing a thousand things, but each one of us has these deep deep desires in our heart and We try not to be honest with those because we feel like if I let that desire be known even to myself Mm -hmm. I'm setting myself up for disappointment so I'll just want less, then I'll be happy. If I want less, then I won't be disappointed. Mm-hmm. And why am I bringing that up in this context? 
is that the Holy Spirit is the animator. So it's not our, when we have some deep desire, maybe it's like so crazy, like we wouldn't even tell anybody. Like we just whisper it to ourselves and it scares us, you know? Mm-hmm. And we're like, that's, where could that lead me if I was honest with that? Um, that is the place where the whole, that's the place where the fire of the Holy Spirit can touch. And let's go back to the, the scripture of the, of the apostles once again. When the Holy Spirit came, mm-hmm. these men who were afraid, they ran out, ran out impelled to tell the story of Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And people thought they were crazy and drunk, but yet they were, but the same thing, think about this, like imagine people just coming into your life and being like so bold and so crazy. There's a part of you that's like, what's going on here? Yeah. But there's another part of you that's attracted because you see in them someone who has risked knowing what they desire. Mm-hmm. And maybe you're like, yeah, I'm not there yet, but but yet you kind of want to be in that, in in that enthusiasm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But one of the things I just want to say is like, that is for you. It's not just for you to look at. Mm-hmm. And one thing that God is really trying to bring about in this season is that you stand before Him. You are called. Like it's not like, oh wow, this is an amazing podcast. I listened to it. It was great. You know. Or this was a great speaker that that I listened to. You know, think about the season we've been in. We're not, people weren't going to mass to go see this speaker. Mm-hmm. And yes, there's been a thousand online things, but they have their limitations. Mm-hmm. All the Catholic conferences. Jesus is saying, I want to do something in your heart. Like, I want to do something in your heart. And you can't even imagine what I want to do. Now, some of you might hear that and they might be afraid. Like, well, I'm not sure if I want you to do something in my heart like yeah. I've just come to a certain kind of equilibrium um, but yet there's this other part of you that's like yes 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 I want more I want more and it reminds me of St. Peter so like Peter couldn't allow Jesus to work in his heart for so long like he wanted to grasp and yeah. hold on and didn't like just let it go and it was almost like he had to walk through that heartache mm-hmm. of the cross and walk through that heartache of denying him and then to see that forgiveness and to receive it like you said then he was like sitting in sitting in the upper room right just waiting and waiting and waiting but then when the holy spirit comes he's at that place where he now can receive because now he's not grasping he's not trying to control himself mm-hmm. he has given up everything and he has fully surrendered to this man who died on the cross and rose again and is now ascended and is gone yes. <laughs> he's like i've given everything to that guy and now he's gone and now the holy spirit comes and just like changes his life forever right he's just he takes it and runs with it and peter becomes a totally different man than he ever was before and i think I, one of the things i think you were saying Kendra, i don't remember exactly what it was but it was reminding me that um we all might have ha- have and i pray we do like maybe a, a place where we experience grace mm-hmm. but then the doubter comes and we're like that wasn't even real like mm-hmm. that was not that was that was like that was not actually true and I just imagine the apostles like did, did what we live was it true yeah, did like that yeah did that, like because it's like everything around you does not feel like it, it happened right mm-hmm. and that's where I I think that where are you being attacked is the place of your greatest gifting mm-hmm. so like where am I being attacked mm-hmm. maybe I'm being attacked in my marriage maybe I'm being attacked in my love for my children maybe I'm being attacked just in my own identity and insecurity like mm-hmm. 
pay attention to the places of attack, not because you need to pay attention to what the evil one's trying to do or your own kind of self-doubt is trying to do, because that's usually the very place where God wants to bring the greatest life. Mm. And um, I was thinking about, you know, I was speaking about this, this, I've just seen this kind of theme of um, a fear of the Holy Spirit. Okay, and what I mean by that is there is kind of right now in the church this movement of it's always been there. Like if you look at what the apostles did and what Jesus said to them, like go heal, lay on hands, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, and, and you see Peter, even his shadow, his shadow heals people. That's amazing. Yeah. Mm. And and so we're like, oh, that was that time. And this is now we have yeah. the sacraments now we have the mass now. And that's our faith. Uh-uh. The, the going to church and living the sacraments is the worship of God. Mm-hmm. It's how we worship to God as community. But that does not take away from what the Holy Spirit wants to work through mm-hmm. us, in us, and with us in mm-hmm. community. And if if anything we should learn in this year where maybe we haven't been attending Mass in the church, is that God's like, from your very homes, from your very homes, from the very place where, you know, the chaos of life happens... He wants to bring in the miraculous. This is a time mm-hmm. for the miraculous. This is the time for the Holy Spirit to come and to, for us to be bold. You know, sometimes I would pray and people are like, wow, you're just like, it's not like just the memorized prayers. And people could feel like that sounds Protestant. You know, those Protestants are, mm-hmm. might be, they, they just open up their heart to God. But we have, like, we have these prayer manuals. And like the prayer, like the rosary and the prayer, Divine Mercy Chaplet and kind of novenas, they're, they're beautiful. Because they give us words that we all can be united to. And think about them as kind of the like the structure that like the framework that does not mean that me in conversation, like God wants to know me and God wants to speak through my heart. And God wants me to be able to be bold in prayer. And that means I can go out and maybe I have a sister that's suffering and I can sit down with her and Maybe we pray the rosary together, but maybe I just listen to what the Holy Spirit is saying in my heart and I just pray over that person. Mm-hmm. And God, because God also wants to show us, I am making all things new. Behold, I am making all things new. And he wants individual relationship. Mm-hmm. He's so hungry for hearts and I, I, especially hearts of mothers. Like this is your hour, women. Like this is your time. Mm-hmm. Like this is it. And if you have like, well, you don't know, I'm so busy and I have like, I'm just taking care of my kids. I don't even have a thought in the day, you know? God's like, don't you, like, that's what I love the most. Mm -hmm. You are the most like me in your self-gift. Like, think about what a mother does from the beginning of the day to the end of the day. All you are doing is being directed towards others and giving towards others. Mm -hmm. How can you say that takes you away from relationship with God when it's the very expression of mm-hmm. the relationship of God. Mm-hmm. So there's a lie that I feel that needs to be exposed is that the stuff of my life, I need it to put it on pause to have a relationship with God, yeah. mm-hmm. right? I need to like, somebody else can take care of my children for an hour so I can finally pray. And maybe that does happen and praise God. But what if this moment right now holy spirit wants to be here in this very moment and can we become a culture a catholic culture a christian culture that is willing to pray with our children 
pray with them the rosary but also pray like show them that they can have an active and yeah. fluid relationship Personal with god relationship. Mm -hmm. because what is going to happen in our world what is already happening god needs us to know him alone there are so many different scandals in all the churches not just the catholic church there's so many people going through deep shifting and purification right and if we put only our hope on the structure mm -hmm. well our faith will fail like where we are going in the world today if you are not grounded in who god is in your life in your home in your heart there is no pastor there's no priest that is going to give that to you because god is so right now he's like i want hearts he's he's very heart hungry like he's mm -hmm. like i'm going after hearts right now i'm going after hearts and we get to be part of that by welcoming the holy spirit and it makes us like it's bold it's easier to pray a prayer that's written than it is for me to stop for a moment and listen to god's heart mm -hmm. yeah so great so come holy spirit right no but like i i think that i one of the things i i, I come against the lie that the holy spirit would be dangerous for our faith like that mm -hmm. there is sometimes like this sense like well that's that's you could be opening yourself up to something that's yeah. not God because look you're that's dangerous like it's a there's a spirit of fear that can come over a relationship with the Holy Spirit right because mm -hmm. you're like what is that person doing that's that's like mm -hmm. we can get into this mindset of spiritual warfare sometimes where we are actually giving more attention to the the distraction the work of the evil one than we are mm -hmm. to like the power of God yeah the mm -hmm. decoy battles like as you like to yeah call it. yeah decoy battle yeah. yeah so for those um, entering you know, with COVID and everything, kind of entering back into the world a bit and church and everything like that, how um, can they balance or, or surrender themselves to the Holy Spirit and let go of fear? Because I feel like so many, so much fear is um, kind of leading the charge in some ways. Yeah, and I think it's it's kind of been given to us as the best method to stay mm -hmm. safe so so maybe we weren't fearful people before but there's a rhetoric of fear everywhere right mm -hmm. now right and and it even comes under the, the term and I, I apologize but it does come under the term safety like mm -hmm. like if we're safe then what like if is safety really and truly the god we now serve mm -hmm. i don't want to be safe in my faith. Yeah. I mean, I want to be safe in like, you know, I don't want to get a wreck. But I don't want to be safe in like sitting in a safe place with prayer. I want it to be wild. I want to see like what God can do and how he can move and push mm -hmm. me in different ways. Right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. But doesn't, isn't that for some people are like, whoa. You don't want that. Yeah. <laughs> because, but the thing yeah. is, there is a deeper, the thing is, if what will resonate is a deeper part in people's heart, because, you know, you could be like, I'm right now we've been kind of given rules of safety. So you're like, mm -hmm. if I just follow all the rules of safety, then I'm going to be saved. But I just would want to challenge, I would really want to challenge um, ourselves. Like when we're in that place of, of kind of like fear and so when I say fear and safety are connected, because what we're saying is the goal is safety and, and, and so you don't like ever want to not be safe. And I, and I, I think that we start even in the Catholic church, we're like, okay, Holy Spirit, you can come to change the bread into the body of Christ. And you can come exactly at confession to forgive our sins, but please don't come mess up anything else <laughs> because that's just going to make us uncomfortable. And I pray right now, like I truly pray for an overpowering of the Holy Spirit for priests, for yes. bishops, and for each one of us that we are just wrecked. 
that we are so wrecked by the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. that we are like just brought down to our knees, are on the ground and like, God, you are so mighty. You are so great. You are so much bigger than we could ever be. And like break out of a spirit of fear, break out of a spirit of control. If there's anything that the world needs right now are out of control Christians, people who are willing to be reckless in their love by imitating the reckless love of Jesus Christ. He recklessly ran to the cross for love of us. How can we follow that God and stay six feet apart, stay in line, follow the rules? I mean, I'm not saying that those things were not good. I'm saying that it's time. It's Mm -hmm. time for the Christian, for the body of Christ Mm -hmm. to wake up. Mm -hmm. This is our hour. This is the moment we've been waiting for. This is the moment that some of you have felt in the deepest part of you. And you're like, I know something's happening. It's not just horrible things that are happening. God's waking up the body of Mm -hmm. Christ. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. He's waking up the body of Christ. And he's like, go out, go out. Because you know what? I did die and I resurrected and I defeated death. Death, where is your victory? Mm -hmm. Death, where is your sting? We are right now are moving our lives like not we as in like the world have said that christ has not defeated death that's what we're saying yeah Mm. that that death there is not a victory over death that there's not a love that is stronger than death and within our actions we're denying who jesus christ is just like the apostles were denying who jesus christ is when they're hidden in a locked door in a room Mm -hmm. And maybe we of ourselves don't have that ability to go like, well, I don't have that. Guess what? It's okay. That's the whole point. Yeah. You don't need to. It's the spirit. When the spirit Mm -hmm. comes, a spirit of truth, a spirit of love. Yeah. What is the very first thing the Holy Spirit does? He convicts us of the truth. And so even if you're at a time where maybe you see your own weaknesses and your own failings more than you ever have, and it can be discouraging, that is a work of the Holy Spirit. Because not because you're supposed to stay there, because God's healing love and his mercy, he's like, when we find our own miserableness, we should be praising the Lord because that's exactly the place where I can bring it to God and his love can come in. When we feel rejected by others, you know, when you live a life that is given to God, you're gonna get rejected. Jesus said it. If we want only to be liked and we want to be successful and we want to be in control, we are going to contracept the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. Explain mm-hmm. contracepting the Holy Spirit yeah. for us. This is one of my favorite yeah. things that Esther says. I know. So, I this term. you know, and for Catholics, at least, we have a deep sense in, in the church teaching of, like, in families, and a lot of you who have full faith, like, believe me, I know what the church's teaching is, but um, <laughs> of really, like, the marital act, um, not taking contraception, right? So, because what happens when we do that is that, because when somebody is given a life, when you when the act of love between you and your spouse is blessed by God for like a new life, like a new child, you know, that is his work. And, and you families, you know, you know, the moment when you find out, Oh my gosh, I'm pregnant. And then like, do we have enough money for this child? And so it takes a lot of faith for families to live that way. But what I would challenge is like the same thing that we could, we could say the church preaches from the altar, like, do what about us in our spiritual lives and what about even priests religious the body of christ what we're saying is the act of love with god like we can do the very same thing we can say you know i'm afraid of how out of control it's going to be so i'm going to contracept like and what does that mean it's like okay i love you jesus but 
no new life because new life messes things up. Like mm-hmm. how many, every single one of you, every single one of you, when you have a child, you know it. Like then the yeah. other child is not the last child, and then like there's this shift that happens, and all the focus is around the baby, and and like it's crazy, and you're exhausted, and and there's just it's hard, mm-hmm. and it's beautiful. Well, we have become a church that says that to like in the mm-hmm. physical, but what are we living in? What are we living spiritually, or how are we witnessing to that? We end up like okay. Like I said, like, God, you can come here, but not here. Yeah. So what we're doing is actually, and this is a crass image perhaps, but like, it's like we're walking around like with spiritual condoms. Like we're like, nope, impenetrable by this, like, this move of the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. And uh, so it can be like, it, what does that mean? It's like, God has not left the church. The right. Holy Spirit has not left the church. Mm-hmm. But we can actually tie his hands. Mm-hmm. By refusal to be open to the new life the Holy Spirit wants to bring. And he wants to bring new life. Mm -hmm. There are people right now that are exhausted by the scandals. Exhausted by what maybe hypocrisy they see. Bureaucracy. You know, you try to do a ministry and it's like only bureaucracy. Mm -hmm. And you're like, where is God in this? Don't you see the people that need this? Yeah. And what happens? We are so, like, what is actually happening in those places? Yes, I mean, we could say, well... Practically, we just can't welcome every ministry. Yeah. But there, are we right now in this place of control, of like being afraid of the new life of the Holy Spirit? Like, what if God is like, right. I have been so ready to renew the church. You're not ready. What if, I have a question. So I just thought of something. I think one of the things that um, coronavirus and pandemic has done has kind of like taken this idea that everything has to happen within the church walls. Right. Outside of that. Absolutely. So if there's this, our poor priests are overworked, right? And right. I've been talking about all day today. <laughs> I saw a priest fully alive in the Holy Spirit last night, and it blew my mind. <laughs> I don't think I've seen that in a while. And not mm-hmm. to say that our other priests are not great, but they're just bogged down by administration and doing all the things that it takes to keep a church running. What if what God's saying is like, I don't need you to walk into those church doors in order to be alive with the Spirit. You can do these ministries in your home. I mean, obviously, I want you to yes. come to church on Sunday. I'm not yes. talking about that. But I'm saying, like, we don't have to depend on a youth ministry to teach our children. We don't have to depend on this big, structured, you know, organization. Like, the Holy Spirit wants to breathe into each and every one of us and invite us to love the person next to us and invite us to walk one-on-one with people and invite us to... Maybe that's, like... Just, like, forget the formality. The formality is bogging us down. And then that takes a weight off of our priests and allows them to be... Filled with the Holy Spirit again and excited. Yes, but this, and is the part of, this is the, the true vision of the church. I mean, why do we have priests and religious? They're for, you know, a priest. What is the, the biggest role of a priest? And it's important that we remember this is to offer the son to the father on our behalf. Mm-hmm. And we and with they're him. doing that beautifully. Yeah. And, and, and so they like, but we have kind of come into this, this kind of idea. Like they have, they have all the answers. Like they have mm-hmm. to fill all these roles. Yeah. And, so then they're called to be supermen. They don't even have a chance to have like their own human weakness. And then we deny their human weakness yeah. and then they fall. And then we're like, oh, here's a scandal. Another time where the church has failed. Yeah. Where God is, he's always, I mean, this is Vatican II council. This is what they're saying, that the universal call to holiness. This is what the church has actually been, the church is in agreement with you. Yeah. That he, there is a desire. And like this diocese is the year of the domestic church, okay? Mm-hmm. We're not saying the domestic church. Think about what that means. That means your home is the place, the very, very first place of ministry, of encountering God. Mm -hmm. And so I absolutely agree with you. And I think that that's 
like even people who are usually on you know speaker circuits right you know like the catholic speakers of the catholic church um you know we kind of we can name something they're wonderful like and, and like even like what father mike smith's doing with the bible i mean yeah. these are wonderful wonderful things but the lord has been calling us this year like we can just look at COVID like this external thing that happened, but what is the invitation that has been in that? Mm -hmm. And I think that as like, going back to your question, like how do we bring, like here we are in this season, now we're going into a new season, take a time with your journal and say, what are the places of intimacy that God called me into during this last year? What are the things where he has called me to authenticity this year mm -hmm. with my family, with my husband, with my children that yeah. I don't want to lose? Instead of saying, I wish it went back to normal. There's no such thing as going back to anything. If we need to be moving forward to something. Mm -hmm. And so I think that God has done amazing, incredible things. And he's offered invitations to people. And maybe it's just, you don't even know that. Maybe you need to sit and think about the times where like you were all sitting around in your living room and playing a game together. And it was so good. It was felt like so wonderful. Maybe there's other times where you're like, I just want to have peace. But like, <laughs> but where are those moments that you saw grace in your domestic church? And how do you carry that? into this season where we're going to be maybe going out more how do we look at the grace of this year not just mm -hmm. the pain of this year and maybe they're exactly the same thing because wherever we touch the cross jesus christ comes because that's where he went he's like there's not yeah. going to be a suffering in your life that i have not touched that's why i chose to redeem you at the cross mm -hmm. even himself expressing the words of feeling abandoned by god so that even if you're in that moment where you feel abandoned by God, mm -hmm. I was there. And you know, yeah. yeah. And so I think you're absolutely right. And I and I love seeing this. Like, and even like in your own families on the street and the Bible studies that you're having, and like, lay people need to feel empowered, yeah. empowered to preach the gospel, mm -hmm. empowered yeah. to tell the story of a man who is God, who became flesh who was crucified, who is risen, and who has called us into a new life. That's what we need to be going out. And that is yeah. not just the priest's world. That's our role. Yeah. Church ministries are great in the sense of, like, if someone doesn't have community, they need to be able to go to the church and find right. that. But we don't have to go that avenue in order to have this beauty, right? right? Like, we have these little girls coming to our house every Sunday, you know? That's, yeah. We didn't, we didn't go and get apply for a ministry and do all the things. Like, we're just... We're just sharing the gospel with these kids. <laughs> what you're doing is you're living your baptismal call. So, yeah. so when you are baptized and confirmed, you are baptized into the identity of priest, prophet, mm -hmm. king. Yeah. So your priesthood is the offering of sacrifices. The prophet is to speak the truth, to speak the word of God. And the kingship is the authority that you have to bring Christ. Mm. Lay people have authority to bring Christ by virtue of their baptism. It's not just yeah. for priests and religious. Mm -hmm. And it's not like... It's God is growing up to the church right now. He's calling us to yeah. full maturity in Christ and to claim the graces. So the graces of your baptism and your confirmation are latent in you. Yeah, they're there. So you can, the, the Holy Spirit can like, bring new fire on these places. Mm -hmm. Yeah. When every year when I would do um, confirmation mass with the teens, you know, this confirmation is Pentecost, right? Like that is our coming of the Holy Spirit. And of course we receive it baptism too, but confirmation is like that. Sending, sending forth and like yeah. the fullness of the spirit and I just wanted to like run up and down and scream <laughs> in the middle but I didn't I was Father <laughs> Michael would have lost it <laughs> if I'd done that but I just wanted to be like wake up like look up yes. people notice like the same Holy Spirit that descended on 
the apostles in the upper room and it made them go out into the streets and start prophesying and speaking in tongues and healing the sick and the lame and breaking out of prison and not being afraid mm-hmm. to die is what you've just been given. Yes. And that is what we get to celebrate again the coming of yeah. on Sunday. And I just I just want every year, of course, we've been talking about this for a couple of years, that every year Esther says, this is going to be the big coming of the Holy Spirit. And it is. But then somehow we still miss it, right? Like, I just want to open up our eyes and notice him this time. I want every one of us to just, and, and I'm not saying you have to notice the Holy Spirit every second of your life, but just every day look for him a little bit. Because the more you look for him, the more you're going to see him. And then he's going to pop up more. And maybe sometimes you're going to think something's the Holy Spirit and you're wrong, but oh well, who cares? Yeah. On the times that you're right, you're going to be right and you're going to follow him. And just like little baby steps towards him yeah. a little bit every day. And I think you cannot listen to the Holy Spirit if you're not connected to your own heart. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. there's a lot, like a lot of what there's been kind of a movement, you know, like even the feminist movement in a way it's taken us away from our own hearts, you know? Like, you can do everything. You can be, like, the super mom mm-hmm. who's working and then take care of your kids. And I think a lot of women are realizing, like, yeah, that's great, but it's not true necessarily. I'm not saying you, we can't do everything. We can do amazing things. But if it's taking us away from our hearts. So Edith Stein said, you know, it doesn't matter where you go, but bring your heart. Because mm-hmm. there is that is the secret that God has given. And I just want to tell a brief story just to that. highlight this. So I just was working with, uh, you know, I work with families who are suffering and... Um, I was introduced to a man named Kenny, and he has an 18-year-old son who um, just right before he was 18, or just right at the time he turned 18, he was in a car accident. So his car went off the road and over like a, a fence line and in like actually into somebody's backyard and wrapped around mm. a tree. Wow. And this young man was bleeding profusely, and his life was like, it was a very um, critical situation. Well, he ended up actually crashing into the backyard of a woman named Annette. And Annette was just filled with God. And she ran out and she saw what happened. And she opened the door and she saw this young man just bleeding profusely. She called 911 and she prayed Jesus over this young man until the ambulance came. And this young man named Jody, he is, he's in a, he's been in a coma and he's waking up right now and he's kind of in a transition. Wow. And, Every week, uh, Annette would go and pray with him. Mm. And Kenny was just this, like, you know, wonderful man. And he's, he's like, I, I told Jody if I, I might not have been a great father to you, and, but I'm going to be with you every single day. And I just see his love. I was privileged to, to visit with them and pray with them. And what was so beautiful, before I even met Kenny was telling me the story, and he's like, if it wasn't for God and for mothers, you know, only a mother would have prayed Jesus over my son while he was waiting for the animal. Like, only a mother would do that. And I just want to encourage, like, that's a mother's heart filled with the Holy Spirit. And this woman, God bless her, has changed this family's life Mm -hmm. and continues to and has brought this family deeper and deeper into the heart of Christ. Wow. So maybe nothing that drastic is going to happen Mm -hmm. in your life, and I pray it does not. Mm -hmm. But when he said, women... Like for God and for women, and I, I think that this is very much the hour for women. But it's not the hour for women to be without their hearts, yeah. Because that is our hearts are the closest thing to heaven. A woman's heart, like think about it. You give life. Like it's such a miraculous thing. We take it for granted. We take it for granted mm-hmm. that you have the ability to nurture life 
inside your womb and outside of your womb and to give life. That's how God created women's hearts. And so there is definitely this anointing, this call for women to reconnect their hearts and to live from their hearts wherever they are, if it's in the workplace, if it's in the home. The heart doesn't count. The heart doesn't, you know, the heart doesn't put limits. The heart loves. And maybe there's places of grief and pain and trauma that we have closed down part of our heart. And it's been a while since we've addressed and we've talked to it and we're afraid like, well, if I go there, I'm really gonna fall apart and then my kids won't have meals because I'm gonna, the moment I touch that pain that I've been yeah. kind of just blocking, I don't know what's gonna happen. And I think that God is saying, this is your safe zone right now. Trust me. I want to take that grief, that trauma, that pain, that rejection, that abandonment, that thing that's been holding back, like the dam, holding back the water of the Holy Spirit, the life-giving flow from your heart and maybe for us, it's not yet just even asking for the Holy Spirit. Maybe it's for us, is like all of the trauma and all of the things I've lived through where I had to shut down my heart in order just to put a meal on the table and wake up in the morning and be present to my kids. I am afraid of what's going to happen if I open up, if I let even touch that place of pain. And I really, I feel this really strongly and that God is saying to you, this is that time. This is the time, and I promise you, I will shepherd you through this, Like, and my mother will shepherd you through this. Mm -hmm. And if you right now are feeling stirring, but you're afraid because you're afraid of crying, or you're afraid of being a mess in front of the people you love, and you're afraid of how far you'll fall apart. Like sometimes we defer to grief, and then we were like looking for the perfect time to grieve something, and there's no such thing as a perfect time. But I believe that God is saying to you right now, if this is you, that you can trust him. Mm -hmm. You can trust him in this process, that he is freeing your heart and it's for good and it will not hurt your family, it will not hurt those people you love. Mm -hmm. That you are allowed to cry. You are allowed even to fall apart so that God can remold your heart in a way that is life-giving. So if you've been through a deep season of pain, and you feel like you've been just living out of duty. Like, Holy Spirit, come to those women right now that are exhausted because they have been living out of duty and they want the source of life-giving water, just like the woman at the well. Mm -hmm. Lord, come to those women today, like in this moment, and whisper your love and care and tenderness over that place so that they can be free to enter a season of joy with hearts fully alive and become of your part of your healing power in the world that is needed so desperately right now. That's mm. beautiful. All right, come on, Pentecost. Yeah. <laughs> I'm ready. That's beautiful. Come on, Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. um, so as part of our celebration with Pentecost, we get to have a fun event with um, Paul Jacob which we did not know was on Pentecost until Esther told us. Thank you, yeah, The Friday before, yeah. <laughs> the Friday before, yeah. The, the Friday before beginning. Pentecost. Yeah, we did not even realize it was that weekend. So um, we're excited. We're excited to see him pour out the Holy Spirit mm -hmm. on us that evening. We're excited for that Sunday. Um, so come, join us. And if you don't have a ticket yet, you can buy a ticket now, or you can get one at the door. We would love to have you there. Yeah. So, Kendra. 
What's God doing in your eyes? Oh, what? Everything that just happened. <laughs> Kendra was like, right thing down. down. She just wanted to go back and sit with this. <laughs> Mary's calling me to the couch just to rest with her. Oh, man, all the things. All of the above. Can I just say all of the above? Yeah. Okay. All of the above. Okay. <laughs> For sure. Yeah. Esther, what about you? I'm just, I'm excited. Like, I'm overwhelmed by God. Mm-hmm. Like, he's, mm. he's real. Mm. And I, and he's, he's doing something very beautiful and it's such a hopeful time. Um, I think what the process that I, I, it's on what I just spoke of, but I think it's a process that the Lord has been taking me on as well. Um, and I find like my heart is much closer to my, like my heart is so close to, to Mary right now. And it's really Mm. beautiful. And, um, you know, memories of beautiful gifts God has given in the past, like I'm able to rejoice in them. Like I I wasn't fully free to rejoice in them before because there was like this pain um, and this grief in my heart. And God is like, because he's, he's asked me for something, he's like, can you give this to me? And, you know, sometimes when you have a grief or a pain, you're like, well, if I give that to you, who will I be? Because that's how I know myself. Wow, yeah. And so you're like kind of in this tug of war. Okay, I'll give it to you. But no, I don't know. But yeah. like, I'll give it to you. Yeah. Um, and I think that that, when you hand that over, like the flow that can come from God is incredible. Um, I, yeah. And there might be like, you might feel even at, like if like I had, there was just a lot of different, like, like, I just don't understand what's going on. And I think the Lord was just saying like, you don't have to understand. Just keep walking towards me. Mm-hmm. Like, and I'll protect what is precious in you. Like I'll protect the precious that I have created just keep going and just keep like maybe there could be even tension and anxiety at different situations that you don't even understand and I think that instead of trying to figure them out which is sometimes what we do especially when you're going to bed and you're like replaying a conversation replaying mm-hmm. the situation and instead of doing that take the time as you're going to sleep just to like even if you're imagining I, I mean for me my life is for God so I, it's like mm-hmm. I imagine my head just on his heart and just hearing his heartbeat and not thinking and trying to understand, but like, God, if I'm with you, you'll take care of everything because you're going to guard what is precious. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. yeah. I want to speak on that just a little bit. Um, and then we'll jump to Megan's mm-hmm. what God's doing on your heart. But yesterday I texted you and just asked so I can pray for you. And I'm just going to share just a teensy piece of it, if okay. that's okay, because it really spoke to my heart. Um, but you asked um, to pray that you come in agreement with all the grace that is given in each minute. And I think that's so beautiful and so powerful and so simple, like all the things. And so, first of all, thank you. I wrote it in my prayer journal so I can keep that um, in my heart. But we forget that there's just an overflowing of graces for us in each minute to respond, to open up our heart, to mm-hmm. to go forth, to go out, to go in, you know, and, mm-hmm. and just live it. To change diapers, you know, like to, <laughs> to cook meals. Yes. Yeah. 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 Definitely. Megan. Well, a lot. Yeah. (laughs) Sometimes I feel like I have no answer, and then sometimes I feel like I have a ton, but um, a couple of different things. One, um, I said this to Esther earlier, but I don't think I've said it to you. Um, So you know how I've had this kind of like reoccurring theme of this has been a really hard year, Mm -hmm. but that um, like looking for God in the moments of like where he's there and not forgetting him or not not noticing. And, And then also just like feeling like he's really trying to reach the hearts of my kids 
mm-hmm. which, as Esther reminded me, has been a prayer of mine for a long time. Mm-hmm. Like, I've always prayed that God, my kids would know him the way that I know him and that he would seek them the way that he sought me. And um, so I realized that in a year where Eli um, loves his dad more than anything on the planet, like Eli is a daddy's boy, he thinks he is just, he hung the moon, and he wants to be him, and he dresses just like him, and wears all the same, everything, it's funny. In a year where his dad was taken away for half Mm -hmm. the year, God gave him two huge role models in his life. One is um, his teacher in school, Mm -hmm. Mr. Carney, the first time um, he, we met on Zoom because, you know, <laughs> pandemic and all that. The first time I saw him on that screen, I just knew, like, this is going to be a man that he's never going to forget. Yeah. And and he has loved him so dearly in a class full of kids. And it's his first year teaching with having to teach online and in person and all this hard curriculum and yeah. in a new school. And he's just been the most beautiful role model for him. And every time Eli's absent, he says, oh, we really miss him. I, I don't, you know, don't like ha- not having him here. Oh, I didn't call the school today to tell them they were absent. <laughs> I just realized that. <laughs> Two days in a row. <laughs> I'm going to get in trouble, y'all. That's okay. There you go. I should tell them that Eli's not there. <laughs> it's like three o'clock. Anyways, I'll work on that. Sorry, Rowena. <laughs> I'm not listening. Um, anyways, so that was one just... And I've kind of known that all year long, but really at the end of the year, at Teacher Appreciation Week, I was like, man, this teacher, yeah, you just don't see that in a lot of first-year teachers, yeah. to have that type of confidence and love for the kids and just to be in control. And then the second one is his baseball coach. Mm-hmm. I've been, every week, I'm just like, this man is amazing. And he reminds me of Ted Lasso, so, which <laughs> is awesome. So when you watch Ted Lasso, you'll understand that. And he's just so full of joy and love for the Lord and love for these kids. And all he wants to do is just build them up. And I've watched some of these other baseball coaches week after yeah. week who are not supportive of these kids or yelling in their faces and are, mm-hmm. you know, yelling at parents and yelling at umps and like, come on, y'all, these are seven and eight-year-old kids. Yeah. And so I just feel like God gave them gave him these two men. He's never had men in his life like that before. He's never yeah. had a male teacher before. Yeah. Um, so that was one beautiful thing. And then also last night, I... Um, just this week, there's been a series of events that like led me to a woman I've never met before, and she told me about this program at her church, and um, and there's a healing mass that happens every first Thursday of the month. Well, yesterday was not the first Thursday of the month, but because the priest had been on a 30-day silent retreat, I mean, that right there was enough for me to be like, I need to be there because that man's been with Jesus for 30 days, and I need to know what he knows. <laughs> I need to hear what he heard. Um, he said, because it's been, you know of this 30 day silent retreat, we didn't have it the first Thursday of the month. So we're going to have it the second Thursday of the month. And that's tomorrow. So there's a healing mass and afterwards they have prayer teams and you can go in and be prayed over. And I was just like amazed by that. Like, mm. like we're talking about unleashing the Holy spirit yeah. and contracepting the Holy spirit. I've never seen the Holy spirit unleashed like I did last night. So mm. awesome. And, um, and in a real one-to-one intimate way, it wasn't like a loud, lots of music, that mm-hmm. kind of Holy spirit right. moment. In fact, most of the night, I sat in a hallway for an hour and a half in silence, just waiting to get in the door, mm-hmm. and almost left at that point. And of course, there were a million different things that almost jumped in the way that made us not go, but I really felt this like deep, deep calling to be there. Like I knew mm-hmm. we needed to be in that space. And we went in, and um, he just spoke beautifully over Ella. I brought Ella to be prayed over because she's been so sick. And I've never... I don't think I've ever looked in a priest's eyes and saw Jesus the way I did last night. Like, I don't, I mean, I've, I've seen Persona Christi in, mm-hmm. conf, in confession before. 
I know that all priests act in persona Christi, but there was something different about the way he loved her in that moment. And he'd never met Ella before. He didn't know our last name. He didn't know anything about us, but he knew her. Mm -hmm. He knew her heart. He knew her life. He knew her illness. He knew her gifting of singing. And he just spoke, I mean, like this hope in my daughter yesterday. And um, so that's the Holy Spirit. Like, I know, yeah. I know, and I've it, seen it. And I think that that's what's really beautiful is, like, God doesn't want there to just be, like, one priest who does this. That right. When yes. we, so what is he? He's, he, he might not know her, but Christ does. And so when he opens himself up to God and to the Holy Spirit, Christ's very heart is speaking to your daughter. Yeah. And that's, that's what, what like. God is calling all of us to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All of us. He, he, he. He, he has the power to give that to each one of us. It's we who can tie his hands. Mm-hmm. And so how do, we, how do we get to there? And not, not just to go, okay, this, because that's so beautiful when people are so open that God speaks, mm-hmm. right? Giving God permission, like Jesus, Holy Spirit, I give you permission to be yourself in me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you will be amazed because what's being spoken out of your own heart, what's being spoken out of your own mouth, you don't even know where it's going. It's not yours. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. not going from your brain. You're not trying to figure something out. It's from the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. And, and that, afterwards you think, what did I just say? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I love that yeah. moment. <laughs> because it's the Lord. Yeah. It is the Lord. And that's all he wants. He wants us to be other Christs, you know, to be Jesus, the eyes, the heart of Jesus Christ and the heart of Mary in this world. And, Mm-hmm. He gives us that power if we are only willing. Mm-hmm. Not desperate, like, oh my God. He's not holding back. Yeah. But he gives us the ability to be his heart, and that's what heals the world. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's beautiful. He told Ella yesterday, she will heal people. It will look differently than, than his healing, but she will heal people. And then I went back and read the scripture of um, the same spirit, but a different um, some some people what is it that some people have the, the spirit and the gift to prophesy yeah. and some have the yeah. spirit and the gift it's of the wisdom and some Paul have, and the gifts yeah, yeah. and I was and that, that's happened to be what I read this morning and I was like yeah that's it it's like we're all given the spirit but the gift that we're given with it is different yeah and we just have to be open to it mm-hmm. so, that's awesome. amazing yay praise all right, God guys this is wonderful thank you so much thank you Esther thank you. for helping me babysit my kids and for coming on a podcast all at the same time <laughs> true friendship right there well I think it's just beautiful to talk about what God, God's doing and mm-hmm. um, you know I just pray for, for anyone who hears this podcast that it it allows them to, to give greater permission but also to, mm-hmm. to for them to know that God knows what you're going through he sees you and and he's there and he's so ready so just say yeah. yes, say yes, say come Holy Spirit, come Holy Spirit over every mm-hmm. ear, into every heart that hears right now, Lord, you are working and we thank you that you are pouring out a new Pentecost and fresh fire over the body of Christ. And we thank you that you are bringing about even greater unity for, through the churches, I just feel like the body of Christ is is coming into a new unity of purpose mm-hmm. so that we can be the hope of the resurrection and we can proclaim death where is your victory death where is your sting mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. amen amen all right thank you bye, bye. Guys. bye. 
All right, guys, I hope this episode spurred you on to encounter the Holy Spirit, to allow Him to work in your lives and to trust Him and His goodness, and even through suffering and hard times to know that you are so close to the Lord and that He adores you and He loves you and that it's okay. It's okay to trust the Holy Spirit, that to be dangerous, like let's be dangerous Catholics and let's follow Him wherever He calls us to. Let's speak to people who need us. Let's pour out God's love on everyone around us. Okay, I have one little disclaimer (laughs) for this episode. When I talked about the show Ted Lasso on Apple TV, it is absolutely TVMA and has inappropriate content. So please, please, please do not watch it with any children. And before you watch it, know that that is in there. And um, I heard about it on other Catholic podcasts and Christian bloggers and things, and that's why I watched it. However, it is not... Um, what I would show at church. (laughs) So please go into that knowing that. All right. Our first live event since the pandemic will be this Friday, May 21st, if you're listening to this in real time. And we would love, 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 love for you to come. It's going to be with Catholic speaker, beatboxer, and rapper Paul J. Kim. And he is so much fun, you guys. He knows how to have a good time and then to invite the Holy Spirit into worship. And we have worship leader James Longoria from the Late to Church podcast, and we're going to get to have adoration and sit at the feet of Jesus. And we moved the event inside because the weather in Texas this week is not looking so hot, but we would love to have you there. It's going to be at St. Vincent de Paul Catholic Church in Austin, Texas, and it has a nice, big, wide open parish hall, and there'll be plenty of space to move around and enjoy each other and feel safe. And I hope that you're there. You can get tickets right now on hisbelovedoftexas.com. They are on sale today. There's a flash sale. They are $15 or two for 10 if you get them today. Or you can get them Thursday or Friday or at the door. It will be a fantastic event and you don't want to miss it. All right, guys, I hope you have a great week. We love you and we're praying for you all. Bye-bye.